I was thinking, yeah. How come people convicted of offenses like domestic violence, coercive control, stalking, fraud? How come people like those don't register like sex offenders? Um, I feel like we're at a time where nine times out of ten, we're going to meet people off the internet, right? We're going to meet people off Instagram, we're going to meet people off Twitter, we're going to meet people off dating sites. And I feel like um coming from a government that tells us to stay safe, quote unquote. I feel like one of the best steps they could take to help their people would um, be making this public knowledge. I feel like if I could do an easy one, two, three, searching someone's name and then I get to see all that background, whatever, that would be so easy. And the more that I was diving into it, I decided to look at the sex offender, the Kenyan sex offender list. We've had one since 2012. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything on it. And we got the, we got the digital one last year in June which should make it easier. It should make it easier as just such a, you know, um, sex offender near me and I should be able to see if my neighbor is one or whatever and yada yada. And also, and people like this not allowed to be near kids and stuff like that. Am I continue to other shumangas these rules? Like, do we even have one? I'm a two-minute for sure because when I started, I swear to God, I found nothing. And I feel like this being public knowledge would be so great it would help people be aware it would help people actually quote unquote stay safe you know and stuff like that but yeah um there was really nothing into it and the more that i was actually searching onto the whole sex offender list and everything i there was this nini of countries that prohibit specific people that you can't fly to such countries if you are on specific lists right and kenya Bro, we don't prohibit sex offenders. We don't prohibit um people who have a history of domestic violence. We don't prohibit people who've committed fraud. Literally, this is the free land that they be talking about. Our country is the free land they be talking about. Because anyone is allowed to come here. Anyone can reside over here. And that's that's mad. That's actually really mad. But anyway, yeah, um, I guess let's dive into this week's episode. <laughs> With that information, um, let's dive into this week's episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, first things first, I want to give a shout out to my new listeners, my new followers, my new Hi, welcome, welcome to the family, welcome to the podcast family. Um, I I've seen your messages, I've seen, I've seen your messages, and I've seen everyone saying that they are about to love it here or they really love it here, and that's so sweet. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, this shit ain't easy. This shit ain't easy. I have to actually force myself to record up. Let me tell you, bro. E podcast episode. I think I've said it like three times. During this week. Three times during this week. And I've just been like, you know what? I'll record tomorrow. I'll record tomorrow when I'm in a better mood. But then, then the more I've been procrastinating, the more I've been seeing. I saw this TikTok recently and it said at procrastination is the arrogance of thinking that um God 
wait, how was it again? Procrastination is the arrogance of thinking that God will give you a chance tomorrow to do what you should have done today. And I said, yeah, I'm going to get my ass up and do everything that I need to do whenever I need to do it. I've just been in, I've been in such a funk. I don't know what this funk is, bro. I feel like I want to disappear for a couple of months. But then I saw that TikTok and that TikTok really made me tighten up. I was like, oh, sis, you kind of ate with it. You, you ate. No crumbs left on your plate. So yeah, so I decided to get my butt up and record this podcast episode. This is me after work. I'm literally at my mom's house right now. Um, I decided to go and have a sleepover with my big guys. Actually, you know why I'm here? I think I have a stalker. Yeah, I think I have a stalker. Not, not at my house or anything. It's just that I think I have a stalker. And I told my mom about it. I've shown my mom the messages and especially with everything going on right now. I was a little bit scared. I was a little bit scared. But yeah, you know, I showed her. And yeah, that thing of you guys not be saying, whoa, 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 zoo. I like mine obsessed with me. I like mine to leave me alone. I like mine to leave me alone. But yeah, I've already told my mom. Yeah. And yeah. So I feel like I just want to be near people right now. I don't know. I might be overreacting. I might be overreacting, but it so I'm listening to my gut. So you know, I'm over here. Rufio gonna bite someone if anybody tries to mess with me. But anyway, let's dive into why I wanted to do this podcast episode today. Why I actually wanted to do this podcast topic at all? Um, I recently did a question tag on my Instagram, and. First of all, I didn't know you guys enjoy question tags like that. You guys were having a field day. I didn't manage to answer all of them, but I managed, I answered the ones that I thought were important when I was reading them. The ones that I, you know, the ones that really hit a nerve when I was reading them. So yeah, so I just wanted to do those ones. And I feel like the main questions that got my attention were the anxiety ones. I feel like anxiety is something that we all go through. We're all collectively going through it, bro. We're all collectively going through it. I'm going through it right now. I feel like I'm going through it right now. It's just that Sija crash yet. I feel like that's the that's the thing, Sija crash yet. I have to wait for it to, you know, to But anyway, anyway, anyway. Anxiety is something that we all go through and some of those question tags really had me feeling bad for some people. Um, I didn't really answer all of them. Some of them I was answering privately because I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I usually feel like asking, oh, do you want me to answer it publicly or privately? But then again, I'm the one who did the question tag. So when you shoot a question at the question tag, don't you already know it's going to be public? But you know, you know, but I don't like being messy. I don't like being messy. So some of them I was really answering um privately and yeah, some of them I posted up, but some of them were making me feel really bad, especially the ones that I ended up answering privately, which also when I had the conversation with the people, they were like, no, 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 it's okay. You can share, blah, blah. So yeah, some of them were, some of them were a bit disheartening. I'm, I'm not going to lie because most people were asking me about the anxiety and they were saying how they feel less than, how they are feeling like in their friend groups, they're the problem. They're feeling like, oh, I the boarding friend. I feel like everyone goes through it as much as you would want to think other people don't i feel like we all crash at some point like it's it's normal it's normal it's okay it doesn't make you less than or whatever it doesn't make you a weirdo it's life and i feel like i feel like most people who normally really go through like the whole anxiety and everything whether people who feel things deeply or people who 
feel experiences of life deeply and i feel like that also makes us really special because i don't think i would want to experience life in a shallow in a shallow way i feel like as much as sometimes in irritating, i appreciate the fact that i experience life deeply fully wholly and you know and whatever so yeah so um i decided i guess on this podcast episode i was going to be a bit um open with you guys I'm going to share my anxiety story. My anxiety story, how I've, you know, like what's happened, how I've managed to, I still get anxious. I still do get anxious. I was anxious um, before my birthday. I was anxious the morning of my birthday. Um, but the last time I had an anxiety attack was maybe last, yeah. Oh, actually I had one last weekend. I've just remembered I had one last week. It was, it was a minor one, but... I had one last weekend for like about five minutes and I didn't even know I was having one because literally I was driving I was driving and then I started feeling a bit too heavy I just started feeling heavy and then my eyes started tearing and I was like oh fuck this it's happening right now and now I know and it's really annoying sometimes you don't even know what your triggers are but I I think I've mentioned this before on a previous podcast episode when your triggers your triggers are the, they could be the most random things your triggers could be the people you surround yourself with your triggers could be you getting off routine of your normal daily routine your trigger could your trigger could random be anything so random sometimes you don't even expect it um i remember the first time i had an anxiety attack the first time i had an anxiety attack i wasn't even aware i was having an anxiety attack i didn't even know what it was my first anxiety attack was like in high school and I shared this when on a question tag. Um, I don't remember what exactly the question tag was and I was like, oh my God, da, 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 something similar happened to me. And this was like when I was in school, I was in the field, I was in the field. We gave, it was, I don't know if it was break period or lunch period, but I feel like it was lunch because lunch is always longer and I feel like that day nearly to outside for a very, very long time. So... I don't even know why I was having an anxiety attack in high school because um, when I went to therapy, actually, how I found out I had an anxiety attack that time, I went to therapy and I had a conversation about that day, that specific day. And this is also how I came about um, blue being my favorite color. Blue is my favorite color. So this is how I actually came about it being my favorite color. I actually managed an anxiety attack without knowing I was managing it. I got an anxiety attack when I was like in the school field one time and at that point I felt like everything was just caving in. I felt like my chest was caving in. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I started crying. You know that one of you're crying but you're not actually crying. You and you're not here. You come frustrated. Like it's like you're trying to get something to stop internally but you don't even know you're doing it. It's like when I fight when I fight battle like So that happened to me when I was in school. I was in the field and at this point I was like fuck. I was feeling so overwhelmed. I was feeling like the world is on my shoulders. I was feeling like, hey, yo, ninini, exactly didn't happen. Mind you, I hadn't had anything horrible happen to me. Nothing had happened to me. Nothing at all had happened to me. And then I just, I ended up like looking up because now I was about to start crying. So you know how, you know how girls are doing and you're about to start crying and start looking up. That time, I was looking up because I had like eyeliner. So I was like, if I start crying, it's going to drip down. So I was looking up, I was like, bro, yo, like what's going on? I'm looking up, 
I'm trying to breathe. I'm taking deep breaths. I was taking like deep breaths in. Da, da, da. And at that point, I didn't realize, but I'd focused on the sky. And the sky at that moment was like a really pretty, pretty thing to me. It was clear. That day, it was such a beautiful day. The sky was clear and everything. And it was just clear and a nice blue. And I focused on that. And I was like, oh, the sky is really pretty. At that point, I didn't even know I was distracting myself. And this is actually, if you go to, if you've been to therapy or when you do go to therapy or if you are planning on going to therapy, this is one thing that you're going to be told that um, sometimes, especially for like the mild ones, for the mild ones, you can actually take a break and just like whenever you're getting an attack, focus on something, focus, always make sure you have something that you like or just focus on one thing, focus on one thing and then just think about that one thing. Like you could be looking at a pillow I'm literally looking at a pillow right now. You can focus on a pillow and be like, oh, okay, this pillow is soft. This pillow is nice. Like, you know, usually when I lay on it, I'm so comfortable. You just like focus on the good of that thing and fixate your mind on that. And it kind of distracts you from the panic attack. But that's usually, that usually works for mild ones. It works for mild ones. And it doesn't work all the time because, you know, also sometimes really trying to focus away from an anxiety attack is so hard. It is so hard, bro. Anybody who's been through this knows what I'm saying. It's so hard. It's actually so, so hard. So, yeah. So, that time, I'm looking at the sky. I'm breathing in. And I was like, oh, the sky is pretty. Like, I was just thinking of the good things about the sky that day. And it just stopped. And at that point, I don't even think I even questioned, oh, what was going on or whatever. I think nearly move on to, like, literally, I just moved on. And this was one of my suppressed memories because, um... I actually remembered it when I was talking to my therapist once. And now when she was telling me that whole thing of all oh, focusing on one thing and when you're focusing on that one thing, think of its positives, like say positive things about it and think of the positive it does to you as well. And then when she told me that, I was like, oh, I think I've done this before. Da, da, da. I explained to her the situation and she told me, yeah, you were having a panic attack. And I was like, oh, oh, I did not know that. I didn't know all that I was having a panic attack and I never had one again since that time yeah like all the way through I actually never had one until now when I was slightly into uni slightly into uni I think I've mentioned this to you guys before this was around my 2020 my year 2020 and 2021 let me tell you if I've ever fought for my life if I have ever 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 if I've ever fought for my life, it was that period of 2020 and 2021. That period where I'm um, halfway, I was halfway into uni. Yo, yo, halfway into uni. And I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, what the fuck type of course is this? Like, and I'm thinking, um, I'm not about to backtrack. And then I think I've told you guys this story before in 2018. In 2018, I had taken a gap year, but me mentally nearly quite me drop out. And the only reason I went back to school is because I also started feeling like shit. I started feeling like, oh, people are not going to take me seriously if I, if I, you know, if I don't have a degree. People are not going to take me serious if I don't graduate. Um, I'm going to be the only friend who's not going to have a graduation. Da, 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 da. You know, all those things start clouding you. And that's the only reason I went back to school. And when I went back to school, bro. Every single day was a fight. Every single day was a fight because for one, it's not, I don't even know. Like even how I came about to do my course, but I just did it because I was like, yeah, I want to do the easiest and the fastest thing possible. Mr. Yuku Kashule. 
the other day my mom was talking about me doing my master's and i was like um <laughs> hey when you graduate see now <laughs> graduating when i was funny hey i got flashbacks bro nearly put a flashbacks like nearly what you know too many karibu ni daddy karibu ni see jokes karibu ni shule karibu ini take out Whenever I see people graduating the way I usually applaud them and I applaud them heavily because you know I feel like I wasn't even applauded heavily when I finished school. I feel like yeah, I was like congratulations congratulations people are like oh you know they expected it because you know I managed to maintain good grades throughout and I feel like everyone was you know that one of it's expected like ninge fail lot angishanga but it was expected yeah maybe if I dropped out you know ingeshanga za watu like don't call like oh but it was expected to everyone was just like oh the normal the normal congratulations glow done it again for me uni that one sour i feel like uni had deserved rima because the way i almost died there were times nilikuwa nalia literally nimekatu nalia because i'm starting to think failure and the fact that you want to tell me i'm about to finish my my four years in uni i love with the last years no nanza kufikiria hiyo ni cause kweli nilikwenda kufanya that's the time i want to be confused about my life decisions i felt like i was so unserious i felt like i felt like i was unserious i felt like i had no drive i felt like i felt like other people had their shit together and i didn't until actually i had conversations with lots of people and lots of people were in the same position everyone was like oh you know i wanted to drop out blah blah a couple of my friends did drop out and they dropped out after us and i was like fuck see munge kwa na mimi ito mimi munge munge kwa na mimi in the beginning munge sema munge sema a little something so i knew too i wasn't alone but yeah a couple of people i knew dropped out till now you know none of them graduated i'm like oh so they were doing really Jonas Tiro like I was I was just I was done I was done so 2020 and 2021 those were my worst years everything was crashing for me my friendships were horrible um mm. I think that was yeah that was 2020 yeah 2020 was a year when I was single for my first relationship my first relationship and it was we were together for a long time and then we broke up so no man I don't know about the degree. I don't know about myself. I was very uncertain. I don't have good friends. Like literally everything was crashing. That was a point in my life where I was getting some seriously horrible panic attacks and I remember I even told my mom about it. And you know the regular response of African parents and I've talked about it. I'm not blaming my mother. First of all, my mother is very great and very sweet to me before I tell the story. <laughs> It's just that You know that thing African parents normally have. I feel like sometimes the way African parents are normally strict is whenever is cause like whenever you tell them something, I feel like they get defensive because they start thinking, "Oh, unasema vizuri." After everything I've given you, I think that's all they hear. They don't really hear that, "Yeah, you might have done this part and this part for me." It's just that I think I have big other problems on the side and I'm not at I'm not dismissing everything that you've done for me and I'm not being unappreciative it's just that ayo nikonaizi demon zingine on the side but i don't think african parents at first when you tell them things they think about it like that they just start thinking we are some mini parents mbaya after everything nimemfanyia kwani you to me cricky 
you know, even as a parent, I can imagine because um, sometimes I sit down and I look at the things our parents did. I look at, bro, sometimes I sit down and I look at my salary and then I start thinking if I had a kid now, the sacrifices that I would have to, you know, the everything that I would have to give. And then, you you know, when you think about it like that, you start feeling sorry for them. You're like, okay, but I need you to not be on defensive mode right now. I need you to hear me out. And I think that's how most parents normally think. I think at that point, they're just getting defensive because, bro, parents are human. And at a way, when you're defensive, yes, at some point, then you'll be like, okay, we'll sit down and talk about it. I feel like I've talked about this before. There's a point where I think I don't remember what I was telling my mom and she got so defensive. And then five minutes later, she came into the room and she's like, okay, okay. Anyway, so yeah. So when I told my mom about my anxiety attacks, because now they started becoming more and more, especially in 20, I'm 2020. And I think the worst thing that I did when I was going through all of this, one day I just told my friend, I could I think I even told this. I've told this story before. That's when I actually started drinking. I was like, okay. Hi. Either way, like do it for me because I don't have the strength to do it myself. Yeah, yeah, it was that bad. It was actually that bad. That's when I actually got into my depressive episodes. I was so depressed. At times, nearly quite na la la. Like, I just take a like it was so horrible and i feel like that's one of the worst things you can ever do for yourself when you're going through panic attacks and you're not mentally okay and then you add on alcohol are you nuts was i bonkers but eh, so um i was fully aware of what i was doing it's just that was the route that i had decided to take so i just went like i started drinking and everything and even then, when I used to drink, I used to just drink and then I'd start crying. Like, you know, at that point when you're with your homies, when I would get home, I would start, I would feel so bad. I'd be like, fuck, I'm a failure plus a drunk. Eh, yo. <laughs> yo. You know, you can't just, bro, it was giving Franklin on the last episode. So I told my mom about it, and my mom was like, "Oh, you know, don't bring for me those stupid things over here." And I felt so bad, bro. Let me tell you. I think, yeah, my mom was actually the first person I opened up to it about. At this point, like a lot of people around me did not even know because at the same time, also, I was feeling like I had really shitty friends, and I had, I felt like I had shitty friends who'd dismiss me. And then the one person that I open up to also dismisses me. And that's my mom. Yo, have you ever felt your life just crumbling? Have you ever just felt your life crumbling so, so bad? I remember at that point, um, at that point, I was I was really, really doing horribly. I was doing horribly. I had lost so much weight that year. I had lost so much weight. Um... You know, I wasn't eating. Like, I would just stay in my room and stuff like that. So now, after she told me that, bro, like, have you ever said sorry after you shout you? Like, I've gone up to my mom. She told me, don't come here telling me those those stupid things. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I just wanted her to stop yelling because at that point, I was feeling so bad. 
Nasema tu sorry sawa sawa sawa. If I could go back in time, I swear to God I wouldn't bother you with my mental problems. I swear to God I would not have done that. Um I apologize, I apologize. I apologize. So then at that point, I think it was the next day. The next day I didn't go to school or anything. I remember I stayed home. Um at that point, yeah, at that point my mom had she had started her own company and stuff. So she was uh, you know, it working from home, yes. She had an, she has an office, yes, but she would mostly be home and then also like if she's called out and stuff like that, that's when she'd go outside. So like you'd never know her timings. Like she could go outside for like three hours and then be back. She could go outside all morning and then by two PM a shadow home. I'm a, maybe, you know, my parents, it depends. It just depends on what she had to do. She was really flexible. So that day I stayed home. I stayed home and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm so tired. Um, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling like anything. I had I think the previous night I had cried all night. My eyes were swollen, bro. My eyes were like when I jump say to Anakatu Amelia, my eyes were swollen. Bro, life is kicking my ass. Was I even nineteen? Eh, oh. But that was crazy. So the previous night I had cried and then I think we had had the conversation with my mom and she was like, oh, she's going to go to work at this point. So I thought I could just stay home. I could stay home and then I'd be like, oh, Nidhi Rudi, Mapema and stuff like that because my school was so close. I used to stay in Langata. My school, was just, my school was really so close. So this point I wake up in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. My eyes are swollen. I'm not feeling it. I'm not even feeling like getting up. I didn't even get out of bed that day. Like nearly back it to up home. And this was when it got really scary because at this point, my anxiety had become so bad. That day, I actually got paralyzed. I think it's called um, depressed depressed anxiety, something, 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 something. But I got paralyzed of my anxiety. Literally, I couldn't move. I could not move because I was like, I was like in a vegetable state. My body was done. I was so tired. I couldn't move. And that time, I think my mom forgot something. So she came back home. She came back home and she found me in that state. Because she came to ask me. I think she came to ask me, Oh, when you're not going to school, do that, stuff like that. So then she found me in that state. And that's when she knew it was so serious. And I was rushed. Like she rushed me to hospital at that time. She was so stressed. She was crying. You know, she was she was beat down also her. She was like, fuck, you know, she had my daughter told me this, this, this and I didn't take her seriously. And it was just a whole situation. I was given medication for it. I was given I was put on meds. I think I was in hospital for like two days. I was in hospital for two days. They were asking me questions like, Oh, do you all feel like killing yourself? I was like, sometimes. But you know you can't say Yo, you can't say that because it's like at this point, I didn't even know how bad my anxiety had got. I wasn't even aware my anxiety had gotten that bad. Like, I was not in the know. I was not in the know. So, when that happened, I was like, oh shit, this is serious. Especially the fact that I was in hospital. The fact that I was given all those dawas, I was given surgery antidepressants. I remember, but I remember it was like a, it was like a blue pill. I was given a blue one or I was given a pink one. And, and there was something else I was given. I don't remember what else. And I was given for that. And I was like, oh shit. 
this is this is how it be like you know in those mental asylum ninis unapatiwa dawa kwa cup hizo cups ndogo za white i was like hey i was like about the wrong answer the wrongest answer onaneka ndani onaneka ndani they put me in a straight jacket and i was like yeah that's i don't want to go through that but yeah so that happened um i got counseling for a while i got counseling for a while but i really didn't like the hospitals um counseling because it was recommended by the hospital so i had to go with theirs because at that point at that point i didn't at that point did i have a, no i didn't have a therapist at that point i didn't have a therapist i didn't have a counselor literally nearly quarter vibes nearly quarter vibes i was on my own losing my mind mentally just alone i wasn't opening up to anyone I hadn't told anyone what i was going through i think later on is when my friend my friends found out that i was in hospital for a while because i remember they came over came around to my house and my mom told um one of my friends at the time yeah my best friend that my mom told my best friend at the time so she told him and you know it was all everyone was like the worst thing about i think the, the worst thing about all of this is also being treated like a mayai like i don't want to be treated like a mayai but I also want someone to just hear me out and but don't treat me like I'm a I'm a case don't treat me like I'm a case you know like it's life and we all going through it don't act like I'm the only one going through it it's like even you tell me your problems so I feel like I'm distracted from mine like you know tell me even you get anxiety attacks so I feel like I'm distracted from mine so yeah so after that after that um I'm focusing for like I think a month I think a month. I think a month and yeah, and then at some point me and my friends at the time, we all kind of started opening up. We all kind of started opening up to each other and I was like, "Oh, I'm not the only one going through problems." I think on that period I also stopped I stopped drinking and stuff like that. And and then I picked up another bad habit. <laughs> this is what I meant my my old thing. And I think I've shared this story before where I think I was depending on him for my happiness. and that was also another dread flag for me cuz now I was just distracting myself with someone else I was putting so much weight on someone else and that wasn't the best answer and after we broke up that also took a really horrible toll and that's when I started therapy that's when I started therapy because at this point bro when we broke up I swear to god nearly kwa nisha jambia mi naji naji na exit na exit na jiwizi are here like I already told myself hey yo Um we, we don't have to be here. Munana like we literally don't have to be here. So at that point that's when I actually also realized I had a problem and I went to therapy and when I went to therapy you know all these all these things that I was actually self aware I'm a very self aware babe actually. But all these things I was very much aware of still doing them. Was I still doing them? Yes. Was I still damaging myself? Yes. Um but sometimes I think When you're just desperate to be good, you would look for a fix. When you're desperate to be good, you look for a fix. And I feel like everything that I was doing was just a fix for me. It was it was just easy. It was the easy way out. It was the easy way out other than actually solving my problems. So, how did I actually solve my anxiety? I don't know if I've actually solved my anxiety. I'm not going to lie. Because sometimes when I'm even at my apartment, I usually get scared. Sometimes I do get scared. I'm like, "Oh, um, you know, what if I get another what if i get paralyzed again from anxiety you know cuz now i feel like the more you're going through life you don't actually solve it you just learn how to um 
you learn how to stop the triggers. I think, yeah, yeah, let me say it like that. You learn how to stop the triggers and you learn how to handle the triggers. Because as an adult, the more you keep on getting older, the more other problems come in, right? My problems back in the day were at uni, you know, making sure I get the degree, those were my problems then. Now I'm an adult and you think, oh, the problems are going to solve me when I have bills, now I have responsibilities, now I have to take care of myself, now I have to, you know, make sure I carry my safety outside so I don't get killed outside, you know. Like, I feel like now <laughs> there's other, there's more, every single day, there's something that you're just stressed about, there's something that you're, that's going to make you anxious, and there's something that could trigger you. So I don't think you fully 100% get rid of it. You just learn how to... You learn how to need the triggers. You learn how to control the triggers. Like you learn how to make sure you're not putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be triggered. And you know, the more I've gotten older, the more I'm taking responsibility for myself. The more I'm making sure I don't do certain things. Um, there's a point where I was on medication. I think this one really helped. I think this one is because it's like a stress reliever, so it kind of helps your anxiety a bit i was taking um magnesium is it magnesium glycinate yeah magnesium glycinate or something like that yeah 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 and vitamin d3 for my bones because if you know i'm anemic i'm an anemic babe i'm a i'm a, I'm a weak hole sometimes <laughs> but yes i was taking it for that um because as much as I also have weak bones, I'm anemic, I have weak bones, and, you know, no blood, weak bones, bruh. Hey, yo. Kwani, kwani. Hakuna kitu. But anyway, yeah. So then it also helps because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a stress reliever. It kind of helped for a minute. It, you know, I feel like medication can only do so much. I feel like medication can only do so much. I feel like, um, the best part, the one thing that really helped me, honestly, in all honesty, was my therapy. Because it's not that I wasn't aware of the things that I was doing. I just needed someone else to tell me, okay, so since you know this, why aren't you doing better? Why aren't you... You know, I needed someone to keep me on check. I needed a third eye and stuff like that. And I feel like, you know, that's how it helped. And yeah. Yeah, so the way I'm saying... Um, <clears throat> How I've been going through with my anxiety right now, I feel like sometimes I still do get scared, like, especially now because I live alone. Um, you know, I live alone. Sometimes I usually have the fear at the back of my mind. What if I get paralyzed again? Because, you know, once you've been, bro, it's not like, it's not like sleep paralysis. Hey, you sleep paralysis. Because, you know, sleep paralysis can just, sleep paralysis can happen just because you're sleeping on your back, not necessarily because you're stressed. Your sleeping positions, all these things really matter and, they can cause that but um being paralyzed from anxiety is such a different feeling it's such a it's such an alone cold feeling you feel like it feels like if that's if there's a definition of rock bottom that's rock bottom i swear to god that's rock bottom yeah and you know now that i live alone sometimes i do get scared um sometimes i do like to be around people i like to be around my friends um, you'll catch me going back home a lot. Or you'll just catch me having my cats to sleep over just because, you know, I don't want anything to ever trigger me at any point. So I avoid the triggers. I, you know, whatever it is, I try to manage and cut it out. But yeah, sometimes I do still get scared of getting paralyzed again. 
because I think that that was a what that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me in all honesty that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me because you're literally paralyzed and you're there crying so it's just tears falling but you can't move because you're so depressed that your body has gone in a state of yeah after some anymore like yeah fuck it fuck it let's just lay here let's just be a vegetable now because you know but anyway um i sometimes do still get panic attacks i got a panic like i told you guys yeah i said it earlier when i was starting the episode i got a panic attack over the weekend and it was like a five minute panic attack and i don't even remember why i got one because i was having such a good time i was having such a good time and then you know how you just know when it's coming so i walked outside for a minute like i left my friends i told them oh uh, give me a minute let me come and i walked outside and you know i had to take deep breaths i was breathing and then at that point i was like yeah let me just let me go home so on the drive home on my drive home it now started getting a bit more intense and i was like fuck not right now please 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 if anything not right now but yeah um that happened and i don't know it just went away it just went away it just it went on its own um and I don't know, maybe I got a panic attack because of this slow mood that I've been, the one, you know, the mood that I've been talking about. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know why I got one. Um, yeah. I also had one when I moved in. I remember, I don't know if I said this, but I had a panic, like a mini panic attack when I moved in. Because like when I moved in, you know, after everything, I've signed, I've signed papers and I think the reality hit me of, oh, oh, responsibility, responsibility, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. wait, 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 joke says psych, I'm an adult. I think also the whole nini is just, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. I feel like life is always going to be a lot. It's just you to take time and take, take your breathers, find your little joys in life because, stress will always find time stress will always find time so you also need to find time for good times but yeah and i don't know i feel like anyone going through anxiety anyone who's anxious anybody who's going through these situations should not feel like they're alone you shouldn't feel like you're alone um if you ever want to talk i'm always so ready to have such talks i usually feel like um I feel like I should have been a therapist. <laughs> I should have been a therapist. I really do like to listen to people. As much as I also read somewhere, um, it's not good to actually take in people's people's problems. It's not good to always be an ear for people. It's not because you know sometimes you actually do take in, especially if you're what is it, an empath? Yeah, if you're one, um, you're going to feel it way deeper compared to other people that i was saying earlier on the podcast people who take things in deeply i feel like i'm those people who take things deeply because whenever i'm actually do tell um whenever i'm telling you guys to message me and stuff like that i do get messages i do get messages and i do get people who get shocked and they're like oh my god you responded we have whole ass conversations and you know i'm always there like okay i think you should do this and this and this and this because i i do enjoy it actually do enjoy talking to people and feeling like oh i've helped you know i've helped one person at least today and even if you want to come back over and over and over and over and over and over i'm always there just responding you know 
like yeah yeah and i read somewhere that it's not good to take in people's problems like that because you could also be putting a cloud over yourself but um yeah <laughs> me being you see me being aware but still doing shit that i shouldn't be doing but yeah, i usually feel like um it doesn't really harm if you could help if you could save someone today you know you know you know you know because i've been there i know what it feels like i know what it feels like to be so tired like you are so done i know what it's like i absolutely know what it's like i know what it's like to just be swimming somewhere and start crying and everyone everyone looking at you like crazy i know what it's like to lose breath you're just there suffocating and people don't know you're suffocating i know what it's like so yeah so i feel like if i could you know be a helping hand to someone i'm always going to do it um i've had so many people tell me how this podcast usually feels like me being a big sister and i think that's really sweet that's really nice to know it's nice to know that you know there are people out here who listen to me and think like oh you know my big sis <laughs> but yeah it feels really nice knowing that and also it's nice knowing that my content is out here actually helping people or you know, people who relates to are feeling like a bit easier when they listen to an episode. I feel like at least at the end of the day, if I die, if I die, um, I did something. I left behind something. I did something. Alexa, cue Beyonce's I was here. <laughs> but anyway, 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 anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like the moral of the story Take life one step at a time. Take life one step at a time because um, I feel like sometimes you usually really panic over things that uh, are not that much of a big deal. They're not that much of a big deal. Um, I see people messaging me stuff like, oh, you know, some about uni. Um, they feel like they're going to have to retake a whole last year or Sijunini. And I'm like, yeah, it might look bad now because I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. It might look bad now, but um, imagine you'll maneuver and it's not even a big deal. And I feel like also right now, people who are older than me will tell me what I'm going through right now. Oh, it's not a big deal. And then by the time I get to 30, I'll be like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal because there's other bigger things at the in front. You know, there's, oh my God. There's always something to fight about. That's what I'm saying. You also have to create time for just breathing you know i think we all need to take some time and just breathe like sometimes you just need to breathe but yeah that's i guess what i wanted to talk about i just wanted to talk about anxiety i wanted to let people know that it's not a weird thing to go through it's a normal thing to go through we all go through it um i hope this podcast helped someone i hope this episode helped someone i hope um Misha and Rasuri made us feel a little bit closer to each other because I feel a little bit closer to y'all right now. Um, I feel like Nima Washa. But yeah. Um I got such a sweet message. Was it yesterday? And actually, let me try and find it. I think I took a screenshot. I'm trying to find it. Uh, because I wanted to respond to it. I don't want to. Sometimes my messages keep on moving down Kabisadi. I can never. Now where's that how? Gaiko. <laughs> you going to jail anyway um 
Oh yeah. Somebody told me, thanks for this and thanks for sharing what you went through. Seeing you happy makes me positive that I'll be better. And I feel like, I don't know, messages like those always make me tear up. I saw someone on Twitter, someone tagged me. I saw it, I just forgot to respond if you were listening to this podcast episode. But yeah, somebody tagged me on a post and they said how they've watched me grow um, through podding. And that's crazy because I did actually start podcasting when I was at a horrible point in my life. Yes, that's actually when I started podcasting. So yeah, so somebody was saying how they could see such a huge difference for me right now. Like I'm such a grown woman right now and I'm looking happier. Yes, yes, I am way happier. I am I'm just taking life one step at a time. I'm enjoying every single thing. I feel like life is just beautiful. As much as I might say, Oh, you know, I'm tired, I'm feeling like I'm in a funk. If I compare myself now, and myself 2020-2021. Nah. I can never go back. I can never go back. This babe that I am right now is such a great babe. I am I'm so level-headed. I am I'm calm. I'm going through life nicely. Like, you know, you know, great things are happening in life as much as there's there's always going to be something to complain about. But I feel like the great are way the goods, the goods are way bigger. The goods are way bigger. The greats are way bigger. Like, I could have a mishap here and there, but yeah, the goods are way bigger. And I feel like that's what I should focus on. And I feel like that's what everyone should focus on. I feel like you should focus on things that you are in control of now. You should focus on the present now. Don't think about what's already happened. Don't think about what if in the future. Don't think about... Because, you know, though I was saying, me, my problem was, what if I don't get my degree? Why was I thinking that far ahead? Focus on the now, focus on, eh, focus on, focus on um, what you can control now. And if what you can control now is your happiness right now, focus on that. Everything else and it's going to be a problem for tomorrow. But focus on what you can handle right now. Focus on the weight that you can carry now. Like someone said, the whole reason it's called present is because it's now. It's something that you should be meaning on now. Past is already done. Future, that's none of your business just focus what's on your plate right now you know like so yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway um i think that's the end of this episode guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for all your lovely sweet messages i always see them i always respond um to the ones i don't respond sometimes i just forget you know y'all are dealing with a girl who has adhd so um the fact that i can even get through podcast episodes you know remember how um somebody said it on my previous episodes when i started when i started considering the solo ones somebody told me how i see oh if glanzanga story ashanza story in guinea i I need to go comment section at the Google get checked. And I was like, sir, I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, but this is a dradu. It's a dradu. But I feel like these days I usually really keep um the one conversation, the one topic. I really you know, you know, you know, you know, you can you can tell that I started and I finished a clean, 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 a clean hour. Do you know how come on, applaud me now, applaud me now. But anyway, yeah, guys, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, also, I appreciate all my listeners. 
I appreciate the new listeners and everything. This has been your host, Glow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. And if you want to reach me, you can find me at Glowful underscore on Instagram, Glow underscore full on Twitter. You better ask somebody underscore on Instagram. You better ask somebody podcast on YouTube. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in again. Until next time. Bye.